Vroom, vroom, beep, beep. Welcome to Pens on the Go. Today is Tuesday, July 17th, and this is episode number six. I'm driving to work. So I thought it'd be uh, interesting to talk today about ink saturation. Now, I don't mean how dark an ink gets, but really how saturated can the ink market get? <laughs> See what I did there? Terrible pun. Terrible pun. Um, so I've been kind of thinking about this ever since I first heard of Colorverse Ink. Um, from my point of view, they just came on the market out of nowhere. Bam. And suddenly they're a really neat company with lots of cool inks and stuff. And I ordered some, and yeah, it was it was okay. It was ink. So so I've been thinking. I mean, really, really, do I need more inks, more choices? And so I did a little bit of internet research on this, not on ink specifically, but on colors. Um, apparently, the typical human, the eye can discern between ten thousand or hundred thousand and thirty million different colors. That that's a whole lot of colors. That's potentially a whole lot of ink. But you gotta keep in mind, this is what this is saying. If there's two two squares of a color next to each other, how you know, and they're really close apart, how many colors can the person discern? Um, you know, color one versus color two, or, or ah, gosh, I find it hard to explain, but I bet you know what I mean. So, so a person can see between hundred million, hundred thousand, and thirty million. This is typical. Some people can see more. Then, um. If you instead of putting those swabs right next to each other, you separate them by about an inch, um, that number drops down to something like 10,000. Typical person can discern about 10,000 different colors. So now it's only the, the amount of ink that is worth having is a lot lower. Now, when you're writing, you don't tend to write with different colors and put them close together that often. Um, <clears throat> you know, you may have one one letter or one you note know, taking in one color and later on you may use a different shade of green or something right I suppose or, or blue or whatever so if you look at these swabs sequentially and basically space them a couple seconds apart to so show you one swab wait a couple seconds show you another swab the number drops down to something absurdly low and this is a quote taken from Quora which is a website where people ask questions and other people answer them so I have no idea how scientifically based that absurdly low number is but i mean you kind of get the point and i think it makes sense i mean it, it's just logical so based on that random statistic ish number um i would say something absurdly low is maybe a thousand colors that sounds more than fair so so with that in mind in theory you only need about a thousand different inks and then you've got all the colors ever right so Right now, I think we have about that many. If you go look at the Fountain Pen Companion, I think the people that own the most inks have about a thousand different colors of ink. I think that's that's a lot. They have about a thousand different uh, brands and types and colors of inks. Um, so, of course, you're probably listening to this and thinking to yourself, but Albert, there's more than just color when you choose ink. And that's true. I mean, that's not the only thing that discerns ink, right? There's color... There's, there's sheen, there's wetness, there's shimmer and shading, there's, some inks have iron gall, and all these are visible attributes that you can see, if not when you're looking at it months later, but at least when you're writing. And with the colorverse, some inks seem to change color a little bit. I know one of the ones I have come out very red and dry to a brown color. Um, 
but there's also visible attributes. Some inks are scented, some dry quickly and some slowly, some are permanent, others aren't, some are lubricated, some are expensive, some are cheap. So there's a lot of different things that go into choosing inks. Uh, not just color. So yeah, potentially there's room for more brands. But even then, I mean, when I'm shopping for ink, what, how do I choose inks? I think the first thing I'm looking for is the color. I want an ink that is, you know, oh, I really feel like I need more red ink. So I'm going to go look for a red ink and I want a dark red, not a light red, or whatever. So I start with the color. Another thing I'm going to look at is the brand. I tend, I tend to like things that are organized and have more of the same. So I tend to stick with brands I know. I guess you know, that's brand loyalty. Um, not necessarily because one's better than the other. Basically, because I've been satisfied with the ones I had in the past. The um, the next thing I'm looking at probably is volume. I tend to prefer smaller bottles over bigger bottles because that's just too much ink, and you know I want to try out different things. So having a big bottle of something that's going to last forever goes counter to that. Um, the name of the ink is important, right? If I'm buying an ink and it's called Light Brown, and there's another one called Desert Breeze. And they look exactly the same. Which one am I going to pick? I'm going to pick Desert Breeze. Just because the name is cool and evocative. And, and that just makes it more fun. Um, after that, another thing I'll look at is shading. Um, I like inks that shade. So I'm going to probably pick that over other attributes. Over inks that don't, I'm saying. Sorry. Um, and all these attributes, I've, I've sort of ranked them in the order of preference. But, you know, it's, it's kind of a loosey-goosey order there. I can't really say which is number one, which is number two. I do think the color is the top choice. I'm looking for a specific color. But after that, the, the line gets sort of muddled. Um, or the ranking. And finally, the last thing I wrote down is a, something that helps me determine if I want an ink or not is shimmer and sheen. I put that at the bottom because I don't usually look for inks that have shimmer or sheen. But if I want that, then that's actually a high priority. It's just not something I'm going to use as a, as a determinant often. So yeah, so those I think are the, the ways I tend to choose when I want to buy a new bottle. Fortunately, I don't buy too many bottles. I do have like 50 or so now. Uh, make that 60. And I'm finding that's really about all I need. I can't, I, I've looked at inks online and said, you know, but I've got this one that looks a lot like that. Or I've got that one that looks like a similar shade of green. So I don't really need it. Um... Oh, another thing I'm interested in when I'm buying ink, it might be if it's a limited edition, and say, oh yeah, gosh, I need that, I'll never be able to have another chance to get it. Let me buy it now. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's that's how I shop for ink. So the whole starting of this is talking about, you know, the ink saturation, are there too many brands? It reminds me of the comic boom and bubble in the 90s, where there's a lot of different publishers, and they're all doing well, and all of a sudden, just the market was oversaturated, and... A lot of them just went bust. There just wasn't space for that many. Um, and I wonder if the same thing's going to happen with inks. Oh, okay. So with that in mind, I, I said, maybe make a small list. I'm going to pick three companies I think would survive an ink bubble and three that I think wouldn't. And this is not based on any empirical evidence. This is totally based on, from my very small, limited point of view, what little I know and just my gut feeling. So survivors here, first would be Pilot, like the Shizuku and the other Pilot inks, the Namiki inks and whatnot. I mean, that's a big company. They're really big. I don't see that having any trouble. And if for some reason their inks weren't doing well, they could fund it for a while and survive any sort of bubble. Wouldn't be an issue. 
The second one would be Lamy, I think for the same reason. I know they're really big in Germany, um, so I would think they survive. Though, my understanding is they tend to use ink cartridges more than bottles, and I have been focusing really on bottles and not cartridges. Um, but still, I think Lamy's another big company would probably do well. And I guess I could see them not bottling their inks anymore at some point. Anyway, and then the third one I put in that I think would do alright is Moodlers. I kind of unsure about this one, but they have so many options and permanent inks and whatnot that I think it would always be interesting in some of their brands or some of their colors. Um, I think they're the people that love them love them well. The people that dislike them already don't buy them, so they don't have any impact on this. So those are three that I think would survive an ink bubble. Three that I think would not. Um, Monteverde. Now I know they make ink refills for lots of different types of pens and stuff like that. Um, I think they restarted their ink line recently because it wasn't doing well. Um, I have one bottle that I like. Their inks are inexpensive. It seems to be really good ink. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to go buy more. I'm not super drawn to them. I look at the ones I have and say, yeah, I mean, I don't need anything else. And again, I guess somebody that would just be now getting into inks might want to buy a bunch of those. I, you know, I don't know. Anyway, another one I don't think would survive is Colorverse. They're super neat. They're super cool. They're super hot right now. But honestly, they're gimmicky. You get a big bottle and a little bottle with every purchase. It's gimmicky. And it's a little bit expensive. So I don't know. I, I just, I don't know how well that will go long term. Though, that being said, I saw online a, a new Season 4 color that was some sort of purple. I don't remember the name. I said, oh, that looks nice. I think I want that. So, <laughs> so take all this with a grain of salt or two. And uh, thirdly is Nemo Sign. I know they make inks. They've been doing it for what, I think a year, year and a half now. That was my understanding. Their inks are really cheap, which is nice. Um, and they come in a glass bottle and everything. And they don't make a lot of colors. So I, I would see that, I could see them just dropping it because it wouldn't sell. Because if people are like me, they can want to buy stuff that's all similar. Alright, I'm at the point where I'm starting to get close to work. So let's wrap this up. So that's it about the inks and my inky thoughts. Oh no, there's one more thing. And so I was taking all these notes for this. And then I stumbled across a new company I hadn't heard of called Three Oysters. And I've seen the, that Goulet Pen says they're going to be having those soon in inventory. There's no pictures of them yet, so I have no idea what colors look like and what the bottles look like or anything. Um, I don't even remember what the prices might have been. But there's yet another brand. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, oh wow, look at the dark sky up ahead. It's going to rain soon, I think. Hopefully not until I get into my office. So let's, uh, let's wrap up with what ink pens I currently have. Ink. Right now I have five total fountain pens inked and I'm only really counting four of them but there are five. The first one is the Platinum 3776 um, Borgnon I think was the name. It's inked with diamine octoblood. It's a broad name. I really enjoy that pen every time. Uh, I haven't used the octoblood too much but I do like it and I'm enjoying that right now. That's my current main in-use pen right now. It probably won't last too long because it's got a small converter. The next one is the one I'm not counting which is the like New Moon. It is an extra fine nib, and oh my gosh, that nib is fine. Um, it has Nudler's Black Ink in it. I don't know what else to use it with it. 
it is really too fine for me to write realistically it it's super fine line and it has trouble staying wet especially if i'm writing in cursive i have to write slow i think it might be better for like drawing but i don't know maybe i start picking up a hobby where i'm like drawing computer schematics or something like that uh, circuit board images then then i could use it for that right because it is so fine i could write tiny i mean i could write words that are two millimeters tall if not less bitty bitty um so that's the second pen the third pen is a Visco maybe i only have four pens huh. the visconti rembrandt it has a stub nib a 1.5 millimeter nib it's very wet really nice i enjoy that pen and the ink is palette iro shizuku Siro, which i have an itty bitty one of their sample 50 millimeter bottles and i like that color every time i use it but i don't use it often I'm looking forward to using that pen again. And the fourth one I have mentioned is the Pilot Metropolitan. I don't really like that pen when I use it. I don't know why. I think it's the look of the pen. I don't like the style of it. But it and because it's got a fine point. But it writes really well. And whenever I use it, I, I enjoy writing with it. But I could rather avoid a fine point. But lately, I've been getting into those more too. That's another topic for another day, I guess. Um. Anyway, that has Robert Oster motor oil. Um, which with a wetter, broader nib, if it looks like black, with a fine point, it seems to be like a yellowish, dark brownish black, but very dark nonetheless, um, almost black. I think that ink that Robert Arsimoto, you really need a fine nib for, or a very dry writing pen, so, that, so it doesn't just look like black. Um, unless you just want a blank with a little bit of pizzazz in your life, something like that might be interesting, I guess. If you really just can't use black at work for whatever reason, legal documents that you're writing or something, then in that case, you shouldn't be using uh, water-soluble inks, probably. But anyway, if, if it was something like that where you have to use black, that might be a, a fun twist on black. And the fifth pen, it is a Delike Alpha. I can't believe I have two Delike pens ink because I don't know how much I am enjoying them. This is a, a metal pocket pen, and it has 54th in Massachusetts in it. For noodlers. As a matter of fact, my wife ordered that and bought that for me because she said she wanted a, a bulletproof ink so she could use it for work, um, which was a nice surprise because she's only starting to get into fountain pens, but she's really enjoying using her. I got her one for Mother's Day last year, and she is hooked. Um, okay, so I guess that's it. Those are my ink pens, and there's my thoughts on ink saturation in the ink market. Um... I'm going to go because I'm nearly at work. If you have any questions or comments, send me an email. I believe the address is pensonthego at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.